Talk loud. All right. All right. So we're, we're finishing up this series of, of Jesus in creation where we take what Jesus said in, in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 7. He said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me. And, and we, we apply, applied this to the creation account. There we go. Um, so, you know, did we, did we see Jesus in creation? Well, on day one, you know, God said, let there be light. And light came into the world and separated the light from the darkness. And that's what, that's what Jesus does. You know, we, we see Jesus and we believe on him. And we, we go to that light. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5 calls us the children of light. Okay. It says we are not we are not of the night nor of the darkness, and so the first day is is a picture of his birth, a picture of, his, of light coming into the world. Okay, and on day two, we we saw a division or a separation of the waters, waters above the firmament and waters below the firmament, um, and this reminds us of the day that, that that Christ was separated from God when he when he took on the sins of the world, um, and he he became sin for us, um, and and notice on day two that the Lord didn't he didn't say it was good. Um, it's, a, it's a picture of his death. Okay, uh, Day three, um, we saw that the dry land appeared. Um, it, it appeared up, up through the water. It's, it's a picture of resurrection. Um, the, the trees appear and they begin bearing fruit. Um, that's a picture of new life. Day three is clearly a picture of, of resurrection when, when Christ rose on the third day. And, and of course, again, it was, God said it was good. Uh, day four, we saw that um, there were three lights revealed in the heavens. Uh, the sun, the moon, the stars. First uh, John five seven says, "For there are three that bear record in heaven: the, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost." Um, so the sun, the S U N sun, re- represents God the Father because it's you know he's he's an unapproachable light. You know you can't you can't you can't look at him um, just just like God the Father. The moon represents Christ because you know he's a reflection of God the Father. He's a he's the image of the invisible God. Okay. Um, and the stars represent the Holy Spirit because He indwells each believer. We carry His light in, into a dark world, okay, just as we see the stars every night, you know, in, in a dark sky. On day five, um, we saw that the, the creatures that dwell beneath the water, and then we see the birds that fly above, and it reminds us of how God drew us out of the water. Um, as David said in Psalm 18, He said, He sent from above, He took me, He drew me out of many waters, okay? Um, when we put our faith in Christ, we're born, we're born again, and he, he draws us out of the water, out, out of the darkness. Uh, and then on the sixth day, he created the land animals, the, uh, the very ones that would be would we sacrifice and offered you know, to, to point to what Christ would do for us. Um, he's the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, like we read in Revelation. Uh, and God created man in his image, body, soul, and spirit, just like the Trinity. And, and the, he, he gave him dominion over the earth. And all this points to the man, Christ Jesus, um, the Son of Man. Okay, um, you turn to Colossians chapter one, real quick. Colossians one. Colossians one sixteen. It says, "For by him were all the things created that are in heaven and, and that are in earth, visible and invisible." whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. So everything was created for him, um, and that includes man. Um, that, that, that someday he would have a bride, and he would fellowship with that bride forever. Okay? And he provided everything, as we've seen, um, throughout each day of creation before he ever put us here, before he ever put man here on earth. Okay? He, he provided a plan for redemption, um, and all the, all the provisions we need 
you know, to live a good life while we're here. He, he prepared a place for man. He's, he's preparing a place for us now. If you just simply put your faith in him, he, he said he's gone on to prepare a place for us. Um, if we'll simply rest in him, he, is, he, he has a place for us prepared. Um, because that's what he did on the seventh day, okay? That's what, he, that's what the seventh day is about as a picture. Um, what we'll study today. He says, uh, going back to Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. So the key word here is rested. Okay? Um, and that, and this, that's the key word when it comes to salvation, and when it comes to pleasing God, did I lose it? Okay, is it still? Can y'all still hear me? Um, but that's you know that's really synonymous with faith or believing is, is resting. Um, and we're given the example in Scripture of a, a group of folks who did not rest. Um, go to Hebrews chapter four. Hebrews chapter four. Hebrews chapter 4, look at verse 1. It said, Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left of us, left, uh, left us of entering into his rest, lest any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed, talking about believers here, do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So see, believing is synonymous with resting. Okay? That's what believing is. That's all those people had to do was believe God, believe that he'll do what he says he'll do. Okay? Verse 4, uh, For he, he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. That's what we just read in Genesis. Okay? And this is referring back to Genesis chapter Genesis 2-2 as a picture of this rest that he, that he speaks of here. Okay? Verse 5, In this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they, do, and they to whom it was first preached entereth not in because of unbelief. Again, unbelief is equated with not resting. Okay? And not resting in what God, what God tells you to be the truth. Um, in this case, who, who is he referring to? Well, back up to Hebrews chapter 3. And look at verse 8. It says, Harden not your hearts, as in the, as in the provocation. That's what this is called, what, what they did. It was called the provocation. In the, in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. And this is, that again, that wilderness generation that... that that saw all the miracles that God had uh, performed. He got them out of Egypt, um, got, got right there on the edge of the promised land. Um, they went in, they sent spies in there, and they saw how beautiful the land was. You know, it, it was everything that he said it was going to be. The land of milk and honey. They brought the grapes out. You know, it took two people to carry one cluster of grapes. It was that, you know, that much of beautiful land. Um, but they got scared because, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't possess it. They, 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 did, they doubted God because they didn't believe God could do it. Um, they just wouldn't rest. They wouldn't believe him. Okay? And what he promised to do for them to give them that land. But, but realize there's two types of, of, 
uh, unbelief. The first is the unbelief of unbelievers, okay, if that makes sense. Um, hold your place, and we'll, we'll look at this one first. Go to John chapter 16. John chapter 16. The unbelief of unbelievers, okay? John chapter 16. Look at verse 8. This is where Jesus talks about the comfort of the Holy Spirit coming. It says, And when He has come, He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, uh, because they believe not on Me. Okay, so the, the Holy Spirit reproves the world of sin. One sin. Okay, um, what sin is that? Well, it's not believing on Christ. Right? That, that's what keeps a lost person from being saved and not believing on Christ. Not, not stealing a lie or adultery any of that. that. That shows that we're sinners for sure. But that's, that's the first type of, of, of unbelief, okay? The unbelief of, a, of, a, of an unbeliever. But then there's, a, there's another type of unbelief, and that's the unbelief of believers, okay? That's where a believer who has accepted what Christ has done, okay, died for their sins, saved, sealed, going to heaven, okay? A believer who has unbelief in his or her life, okay? Um, and the consequence for that unbelief is different. Okay, um, go to go to First Corinthians chapter ten. This is this is this, this is the the unbelief of that wilderness generation. Okay, First Corinthians chapter ten. I don't think I wrote, I, don't, I didn't write this one on the board. Okay. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 4. <clears throat> and this is just to show that these were believers. It said, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Okay, and this is speaking of that wilderness generation. Okay, they were believers, but, but the, again, the, the consequence for, for unbelief in a believer is different. Um, this unbelief or this failure to rest in what God has promised has an effect on a believer's walk. Um, in the case of these Hebrews, what effect did not resting have on their walk? Okay, well, instead of walking into the promised land, you know, um, they wandered for 40 years. Okay, 40 years of wandering and moaning and complaining all the time. That's the consequence of a believer who fails to rest. Okay. Living years of your life in, in, in a state of unrest, worry and fear, um, all the things that we're commanded not to do, okay? That's the consequence for not resting in God's finished work, you know? Um, we'll, we'll talk about both of these types of unrest today and the, and the solution. So, so go back to Genesis chapter 2. And it says, uh, again, verse, uh, verse 1, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended His work which He had made, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in, that in it He had rested from all His work which God created and made. So um, th th that word created there, you know, created tends to mean out of nothing. Okay, He, he created the heavens and the earth. Um, he made that out of nothing. Okay. Um, and made, the word made, is usually 
comes from what he what he created already. You know, he, man. You know, man was made from the dust. Okay, um, but the interesting thing about the seventh day is is that it never ended. You know, it never ended. Um, all the other days were marked by you know the evening. You know, the evening and the morning were the first day, and the evening and the morning were the second day. Um, they were marked by darkness and light. Okay, they 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 were marked by evening and morning. But the seventh day, you notice it doesn't say that here. The seventh day never ended here because it's still available, okay? The rest is still available to us, God's rest. Um, and rest is what God wants his people to, to enter into. It's, it's what he wants all people to enter into. And this is really the, the main theme in Scripture when you think about it. They, they, say, they say that in the book of Genesis, it plants the seed for the entire Bible, okay? And they bear fruit in Revelation, um, what you see here in Genesis is going to be a theme throughout Scripture. Uh, and God, God's goal as a shepherd is to bring his people to rest. Okay? Go, to, go to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. John 10 verse 9. <clears throat> Jesus said, Here I am the door by me if any man enter in, he, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Okay, so that's that's a, just a picture of rest. You know, we, we go as, as believers, we, we put our faith in Him, and He gives us pasture. We get to go out and, and, and have rest. Um, one of the most famous ones that everybody knows. Go to Psalm uh, Psalm twenty three. Psalm twenty three, and verse one. And David says, "Here, the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He maketh me." To lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters. Again, he speaks of a rest here. God is making him lay down and take a rest. Okay? Um, while you're there in Psalm, go to Psalm 95. Psalm 95. In verse 6, it says, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are a people of His pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today you will hear his voice. Harden not your heart as in the provocation and as, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and I said, and, it, and said, it is a people that do err in their heart and they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Okay, we just read that in Hebrews. Um, so this was, again, this is quoted in, in Hebrews chapter 4. Actually, turn back there with me, Hebrews chapter 4. And, and, you know, that rest uh, is always for today. Hebrews chapter 4. And as believers, you know, we have to choose to do that every day. Hebrews chapter 4. <clears throat> so see, that again, the, the, the seventh day never ended, and God swore that that they wouldn't enter into his rest because of unbelief. Unbelief keeps us out of God's rest. Um, faith brings us back into God's rest. Um, Hebrews 4, look at verse 3. For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, that they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. The rest is faith because the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Okay, it's, it's, it's sitting down because he's done all the works. Okay, Jesus sat down. After he, after he accomplished what he needed to accomplish on the cross, he sat down on the right hand of the Father. Okay? Uh, go to Hebrews uh, 10 while we're here. Hebrews 10 and verse 12. 
It says, but, but this man, after he offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Okay, the fact that he sat down means that we need to sit down, right? Um, that's the rest that salvation brings, okay? It's, it's the realization that God did everything. He provided everything, okay? Just like he did in the, in the, the six days of creation. You know, he, he took care of everything. Everything was in place, and then on day six, he created man. What, what, did, what did man contribute? Nothing. He didn't contribute anything, okay? Um, you know, the lordship folks, the religious people in this world, in, in general, they'll say, well, well you've got to show some fruit. You know, you, you, if you don't have works to prove you're saved, then you're not saved. Well, the very next chapter, Genesis chapter 3, um, God put man in the garden. He gave him one command. One, he, told, he gave him one thing. He said, don't do this. Okay, he said, don't eat from that tree in the midst of the garden. What happened? He blew it. Just one thing he told him to do, and he couldn't, he couldn't live up to it. He couldn't follow one command, much less all the commandments that, that would come in the law. Um, that tree that was... Um, that he was commanded not to eat, by the way, that's a picture or a shadow of the law, okay, that was to come. Why do I say that? Go, go to Genesis chapter 3. Go back to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 5. It says, For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So the serpent was actually telling the truth there, okay? And it, it gave them knowledge of good and evil, okay? It gave them knowledge of sin. And that's what, that's what you know, it tells us if you go to Romans chapter 3, concerning the law, Romans 3 and verse 20, it says, Therefore by the deeds of the law shall there no flesh be justified in his sight. And here it is, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. So you see how the, the tree in the garden was a picture of the law. Okay, it, it doesn't keep you from sinning. It, it's not a roadmap to, to steer you away from sin. Um, Romans 7, skip over a little bit. Romans 7 and verse 5, um, it says, For when we were in the flesh, the, the motions of the sin which were by the law did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. So it, and it's also called the ministration of death. Um, and this, this day of rest is actually included in the law. Um, Genesis 2-3 says that he, he blessed the seventh day and he sanctified it. Um, and in the Old Testament, probably the most severe punishments were for not keeping the Sabbath. You know, if you picked up sticks on the Sabbath, they would, they'd stone you for it. Um, for, just for not resting on the Sabbath, which is a picture of rest, okay? Go to Exodus chapter 16. Exodus chapter 16 in the Old Testament. And this is where... You know, God provided the manna for, for the children of Israel. And it says in Exodus 16, let's see, in verse 16, Exodus 16, verse 16, um, this is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every, every man according to his eating, and omer for every man according to the number of your persons. Take you every man for them which are in his tents. And the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. And when they did meet it with an omer, he, he gathered much. Uh, he that gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. And Moses said, Let no man leave of it until the morning. Not, uh, notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some left it until morning, and it bred worms and stank, and Moses was wroth with them. Okay? So 
What did some of them do when they left a little for the next day? Um, they didn't rest. Okay, they didn't rest. They didn't rest in, in God's promise. Um, they didn't trust that the Lord would provide the next day. Okay, so they kept a little behind. Right. Um, that's a good picture of trying to add something to Christ's finished work. Okay. You say, well, you know, it, it, it can't be that easy. It, it can't. You can't just believe and be saved. How well? How hard was it to get the manna? You know, how hard was it for them to get the manna? Uh, were there any requirements for receiving that manna? Did they? Did he say, well, now before I'm going to give you this manna, you know, you got to confess all your sins, you got to turn from all your sin, um, you got to repent of your sin? No, he he, he didn't say, you know, you got to go wash yourself in the river before I'm going to give you this manna. He didn't say that. Um, all they had to do was go out and, and, and pick it up. Uh, and, and, all the, all they, all they, and all they needed was, was for that day. That was it. Okay? And if you added, if you added, any, um, if you added any more, it rotted. Okay? That, 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 that represents your works. You know, your works are nothing. They mean nothing. Um, and verse 18 says it, it didn't matter how much you gathered. It was always enough. Um, you say, well, I don't have a big faith. It's enough to have a small faith, okay? As long as that faith is in Christ, you can have it, you know, like Christ said, the size of a mustard seed is all you need. Just put your faith in Christ because God provided it all um, just like he did on all six days of creation. He provided everything. He did all the work, and, and then he made one stipulation on day six here. He says in verse, um, verse 23, uh, he said unto them, this is, that which the Lord has said, tomorrow is the rest of the Holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which you will bake today, and seed that which you will seed, and that which remaineth over lay up for you to be kept until the morning. And they laid it up till morning, and Moses, as Moses bade, and it did not stink, neither was there any worm therein. And Moses said, Eat that today, for today is the Sabbath unto the Lord, and, and, and today you shall not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in it there shall be none. Okay. See, when when they when they trusted the Lord, when they rested in Him, took Him at His word, there was plenty to eat, and all they had to do on the seventh day was rest. That's all they had to do, because all the work had been done on the previous day. Right. You see the picture there. Who is He picturing here? Well, he, he, it's Jesus. Okay. Jesus tells us Himself. Um, hold your. You can hold your place. There. We'll probably be back there in a minute. Go to John chapter six. Back to John chapter 6. John 6 verse 47. Verily, verily, Jesus says, I, I say unto you, he that believeth on, on me hath everlasting life. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat man in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am, the, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I, I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of this world. Um, but again, people will say, well, it's not enough to believe. It's just not enough to believe. You can't just believe and be saved. Well, what did Jesus say in verse 47? Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. That, that's, that's it. It's that simple. It's just resting in the finished work of Christ. Um, and again, you know, what did they do to get that bread in the wilderness? They just picked it up. They just received it. God provided it before, and they just walked out there and picked it up and received it. They believed God would provide it, and, and you know, the next day, and the next day, and, and, and so on. 
That's eternal security. That's eternal security. But there's always those who just want rest. You know, it's just not enough what the Lord did. It's not enough that He told you that He did it all, that He provided the land that was slain from the foundation of the world. Um, there's always those, go, go back to Ezekiel chapter 16. This is the example right here of what not to do. Ezekiel chapter, I'm sorry, not Ezekiel, Exodus chapter 16. I keep saying that. Exodus chapter 16. Uh, let's get down to verse 27. And it came to pass that there went out some of the people on the seventh day for to gather, and they found none, which he had told them they weren't going to find any. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long refuse you to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for that, see for that the Lord hath given you the Sabbath, therefore he had given you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Abide ye every man in his place, let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. See, this is where you this is why you have lordship, salvation, and things like that. Um, and so forth, because there's always people who just don't like free bread. You know, they they want to do something to earn it. They want they it, even though God told them, I've already done all the work. You know, they, they want to go out and and and, and do it themselves. Um, they just don't trust that God could do it all. But it's all pictured over and over in Scripture. It's warned about over and over. Okay, just like the the Lord warned them in verse twenty eight. He just said, Why can't you rest? Why can't you just do what I tell you to do? Um, but people who can't rest and, and the people who can't who who won't trust Christ on, on as their provision alone, so they could you know they could rest on the Sabbath. They they still wouldn't rest. It just wasn't enough. Um, Jesus is the Sabbath. He is the seventh day. Um, and, and by the time Jesus came in the flesh, they had they had made even the, the Sabbath into a work. You know they they had turned that into a work. Um, they made that a burden. You know the. You know, the Pharisees and the religious people, the scribes, you know, you, they say you can't heal people on the Sabbath. You know, you can't even walk down the road and, 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 and eat something on the Sabbath. You see, they, they made it a burden. Um, and that's what happened in Mark chapter 2. Go there with me. Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2, verse 23. And it came to pass that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, and his disciples began as they went to pluck the ears of corn. And the Pharisees said to them, Behold, why, do they, why did they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? And he said unto them, Have you never read what David did when he had need and was hungered, he and they that were with him, how he went in the house of God in the days of Abiathar the high priest and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful to eat but for the priest? And gave also to them which were with him. And he said unto them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Therefore the Son of Man is the Lord also of the Sabbath. So the Sabbath was intended to help people not to be a burden. Okay? They had been slaves in Egypt, and they had these taskmasters who were telling them what to do all the time. They had this grueling work they had to do all the time. And now God commands them to take a day of rest, and they make it into a burden. You know, They, they add their own spin to it. Um, Exodus 23, another picture of this rest. Go, to, go with me to Exodus chapter 23. Exodus 23 and verse 10. Exodus 23 and verse 10. It says, In six years thou shalt sow thy land, and shall gather in the fruits thereof. But the seventh year thou shalt let it rest and lie still, that the poor of thy people may eat, 
and what they leave the beasts of the field shall eat. In like manner thou shalt deal with thy vineyard and with thy olive yard. Six days shalt thou work, do thy work, and on the seventh day thou shalt rest, that thine ox and thine ass may rest, and the son of thy handmaid and the stranger may be refreshed. Okay, and again, and, and see again, this, this required faith. Required faith, um, faith is the key, and, and, it, and it signified that God was the one who provided everything. Okay, when, when they honored that, it just simply showed that they believed God. Okay, um, they rested in his word, they rested in his promise that he would provide, and that's all salvation is. That's all salvation is. Paul calls it, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he calls it the simplicity that is in Christ. It's just resting, it's trusting in Christ. That's all it is. You rest in the finished work of Christ. That's what the seventh day of the Sabbath represents. Um, that's why it's such a big deal in the Old Testament, because it was pointing forward to Christ. Um, the Bible makes it very clear why Israel ultimately went into captivity. Um, go, go to me to Leviticus chapter 25. Flip over a, a book to Leviticus chapter 25. And again, it had to do with the Sabbath, not keeping the Sabbath, not resting. Leviticus 25 and verse 2. To speaking to the children of Israel and saying to them, when you come into the land which I give you, then shall the land keep a Sabbath unto the Lord. Six, six years shalt thou sow thy field, and six years thou shalt prune thy vineyard and gather in the fruit thereof. But in the seventh year shall be a Sabbath of rest unto the land, a Sabbath for the Lord. Thou shalt neither sow thy field nor prune thy vineyard. That which groweth of its own accord of thy harvest thou shalt reap, thou shalt not reap. Neither grapes, uh, gather the grapes of thy vine undressed, <coughs> For it is a year of rest unto the land, and the Sabbath of the land shall be meat for you, for thee, and for thy servant, and for thy maid, and for thy hired servant, and for thy stranger that sojourneth with thee. Okay? So then, in Leviticus chapter 26, he, he, display, he explains why they were, they were dispersed. Uh, Leviticus chapter 26, um, skip down to verse, uh, let's see, verse 32. Verse 32, it says, And I will bring the land into desolation, and your enemies which dwell therein shall be astonished at it. And I will scatter you among the heathen and will draw out a sword after you, and your land shall be desolate and your cities waste. Then shall the land enjoy her Sabbath, as long as it lieth desolate, and you be in your enemies' land. Uh, even then shall the land rest and enjoy her Sabbath. As long as it lieth desolate, it shall rest, because here's the key right here. It did not rest in your Sabbath. When you, when you dwelt upon it, okay? Uh, so basically, they had failed to keep that Sabbath for 490 years, um, and he took them off the land for 70 years, okay? A year for every seven-year Sabbath that they didn't keep, okay? Um, so 70 times 7 is 490, right? He, he basically said, you can either keep the Sabbath willingly and take your rest, okay? Or I'll remove you from the land, and I'll, I'll let the land rest on its own, Okay? And, and that's what he did. But it all boils down to the fact that they didn't rest. They didn't trust God. Okay? They went their own way. They, they went after idols and things like that. And, and they didn't trust the Lord. They didn't, that, that's what not keeping the Sabbath is. is not trusting the Lord. Um, just not trusting Him and, and doing things your own way. Um, believers do it one way. Unbelievers do it another way. Um, believers don't rest when they trust the Lord for salvation. But we don't trust Him for all the daily things in our life. You know, When we're fearful, when we doubt God... Um, and the world is just right with fear right now. I mean, you know, you, you, you watch, every time you turn on the TV with the media, 
It's, it's just a list of things that they want you to be afraid of. That's all it is. Um, Abraham did it when he, you know, he went into Sarah's handmaid. You know, he, he didn't believe God could bring him a son um, with Sarah, you know, because they were in their 90s. That's not resting, you know. Um, Sarah laughed. Remember when the Lord told her that she was going to bear a son in her 90s? She laughed. That's not resting. Um, and he proved her wrong, didn't he? He proved her wrong. Um, David did it when he took another man's wife. You know, that's not resting. Uh, and when the Lord rebuked David, he said, he said, he said, I gave you your master's house and his wives and the house of Israel and Judah. And he said, if that had been too little, I would have given these such and such. In other words, he said, I would have given you more. But he didn't rest. You know, he, 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 took, he took something that didn't belong to him. Um, but, you know, we don't rest. That's, that's our problem as believers. And he always proves us wrong. He always proves us wrong. Whatever it is you're worried about or fearful of, you know, I've been, in the last couple of weeks, I think everything in my house is broken. I mean, just everything. Just one thing after another. And you, you know, you immediately you kind of get fearful. And, you know, whether it's the money or the, you know, the, 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 just the aggravation of having to fix all these things. Um, our air went out for, you know, we lost air for like three days. And it's just, it's just aggravating, you know. You just get frustrated with it. And you're not, you know, come on, Lord. You know, what are you doing, you know. But um, he always makes you look silly in the end. He always fixes it all. He, he always comes through. Um, he always provides, just like he did with creation, you know, just like he did with salvation. Um, are you, you know, are you seeing Jesus on the seventh day now? I mean, it, it's all points to Jesus Christ. Um, if we could all just learn to rest as believers, um, we wouldn't spend our life wandering in the wilderness like the, like the Hebrews did. Um, and that's what we do sometimes. Israel spent 40 years in, in the wilderness because they wouldn't believe. Uh, they, they, they didn't rest on, on God's word. And so, like he said, they didn't, they didn't enter into his rest. Um, if we're honest, you know, we spend a lot of time wandering in the wilderness, um, the wilderness of fear and doubt and, 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 and worry. Um, and that, that's the unrest of a believer, um, it, it, how, how it affects our walk, our daily walk with the Lord. Um, then there's the rest, the unrest of a non-believer, okay? And they have no rest. They have no rest whatsoever. Go to, go to Isaiah chapter 57. Isaiah 57. Right in the middle of your Bible. Isaiah 57. <clears throat> and look at verse 20. It says, But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. And, you know, this is why the, the world today... The lost world is so reactive. They're just blown away by every, every, every little thing that happens in this world. They're just blown around. Like, like it says, it describes the sea there. You know, it's constantly just, constantly in turmoil because they, they can't rest. Um, and again, that's, and the devil knows that. And, and I think, again, he, that's why the, the media is the way it is. I mean, they're just constantly keeping people just stirred up all the time and turmoil all the time. And it works for lost people. It works for some believers because believers watch the media and they believe them. If you believe the media, then you're going to be in turmoil like that all the time too. Um, but it's always bad news, and it just keeps people stirred up just like the waves in the ocean. And it keeps people fearful, and fearful people are easy to control, right? Um, they have no rest, and, and they're always looking for something to grab a hold of, you know? Um, you know, Hebrews 6, 19 says we have an anchor to the soul. That's what we have because we're believers. We've, we've laid hold of Christ so we can rest knowing that our eternity is settled. No matter what happens in this world, we, we know we're going to heaven if you put your faith in Christ. That's, that's the rest that we have. Now, we can get in trouble in our flesh, okay? But our spirit is settled. You know, we're going to heaven. 
we have faith, so we have rest. Um, but that's what the seventh day was about. Um, that's what it pictured, the rest that we have in Christ. Um, but there's always those who want to take what God has, has, um, that God has given us as a rest, which is what grace is, um, and they turn it into a burden. Um, that's, that's how you know if you should listen to somebody or not. And I'm speaking of whether you're on YouTube or you know, whatever you're listening to. Um, these teachers, do they make the Christian life a burden or do they make it a rest? Um, Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Okay? He said, I am meek and lowly in heart, and you, should, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Um, he didn't say, come unto me and I'll, I'll make you question your salvation because that's what a lot of these teachers do, um, or come to me and let me inspect your fruit, see if you're saved. Okay? Don't listen to these people. Don't listen to them. God wants to bring you into a rest. He wants, to get, he wants you to get saved, be assured of your salvation, right? Um, to know you're saved. Uh, John said, these things have I written unto you that, that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know you have eternal life. Okay? That's rest. You can rest in that. Um, that's the ultimate rest. Um, don't hang around people who try to steal your rest, okay? People who don't have it, and they, and they want to try to take it away from you. Um, they want to lay heavy, heavy burdens on you. Remember, that's what Jesus told the Pharisees. You know, you lay heavy burdens on people that you yourself don't keep. Um, you know, you've got to turn from all your sins. You've got to persevere to the end. Does that sound like rest to you? No. I mean, it's not. Um, the rest that, that man is supposed to have is pictured in the garden before the fall. Um, go back to Genesis chapter 2. Look at verse 8. We're almost done. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 8. It said, The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there He put the man whom He had formed. Who planted the garden? God did, right? God did it. He did everything. He had, he had it ready for man when He got there. Um, verse 15 says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. Okay, um, but th that wasn't heavy labor. Okay, just remember that. that that wasn't heavy labor. Probably just picking fruit and you know just just you know things like that. Um, how do we know that? Well, we know that because after they sin, go to Genesis chapter three. There's a contrast here. Uh, verse eighteen. It said, "Thorns and th thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread till thou return to the ground, for out of it was taken." Was thou taken, for dust thou art, and dust thou shalt return. So before the fall, Adam didn't sweat. He didn't, I mean, he didn't, he didn't, he was out there toiling and, and you know, tilling the ground and things like that. Um, he rested. Um, God didn't intend for our existence to be to what, what it is today. You know, this, this, these jobs that we work and, and, you know, just toiling away and, you know, living week to week. That, that was never God's intention. Okay, thank, thank goodness. Um, just working ourselves to death the way we do sometimes. Um, just to just to make a living, it was never intended to be that way, um, and we and we have we have to bear that out physically in this life. We have to do that now because of the, because of the curse, but not spiritually, not spiritually. Um, but you know, guys like Cain, you know, they say, "No, you got to earn it." You know, uh, Genesis four. Go to Genesis four and verse two. Um, it says, and, "And she bare again his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain." was a tiller of the ground. See, Cain was a, was a tiller of the ground. Um, he tilled, he toiled, he, he worked hard, and he, and he took what he made, right? He took what he made, his efforts, and he laid it before God, and God said no. 
He said, I'm, I'm not going to accept that. I'm not going to accept that. Um, Cain actually thought that God wanted that fruit of the ground, which was cursed, right? That cursed fruit of the ground, which was the result of his work. You know, isn't it, isn't it funny that the Lordship folks out there are always talking about fruit? They'll say, you know, they take that verse in Matthew 7, they'll say, you know, you shall know them by their fruit, which is talking about false teachers. It's not talking about believers. Um, they want to see your fruit to know that you're saved. Okay? Uh, Genesis 4, 3 there says, um, and Abel, he also brought the first thing of his flock into the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect in Abel and his offering. Okay? But it said in verse 3, in, in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground and offering unto the Lord. Okay? God didn't accept Cain's fruit. Okay? But all you hear about today is people, where's your fruit? Where? God doesn't want your fruit. Okay? He, he already provided Jesus Christ. Okay? Um, he didn't accept Cain's fruit, and he's not going to accept your, your fruit either. Um, all that toiling and work is because of the fall. In salvation, God will not accept our work. Um, he will only accept our rest. That's, that's the point. We rest in the finished work of Christ. Christ did it all, just like he did all the work in creation. And then he made man and he put him in the garden. And he rested. He rested. Um, that's what God wants for us. So Jesus said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. And hopefully I've proved, proven that, that each day in creation, if you look at it, you can see Jesus in every single day of creation. Okay, we'll finish there. Question or comment? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, it's all about Jesus. All right, Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We've gone through this study and seeing your son Jesus, Lord, on each day of creation, Lord, and we're thankful for that, uh, that seventh day, Lord. So thankful for that seventh day that, that, that as we see in creation that you did everything that, was, that needed to be done. You, you, you brought man into the world and you gave us that seventh day. And we know that seventh day is Christ. He is the Sabbath. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. And if there's anybody listening to this today, they'll realize that that we're all sinners, Lord. We, we, we can't approach you. We can't come before you with our works. We have, we have nothing in our hands that we can bring. And you tell us that, that all we can do is, is believe on your son, Jesus Christ. And there's nothing we can uh, start, start doing or stop doing to, to be accepted. All we can do is rest in his finished work, Lord. And if there's anybody listening to this today, I pray that they'll do that uh, just as they are right now. Put their faith in Christ and believe and be saved. Um, thank you so much, Lord. I pray for the rest of the service today. And thank you for everybody that's here today. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all.